we did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Hi, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Wherever you find us, whether it's a video on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. You can also find us on major social media platforms where I give you a heads up about upcoming shows and which date and time they will be aired. If you go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, you can find links to the shows, MP3 files which you can download, or links to your favorite platform like iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and all other major sources. You can find information for upcoming and past talk show appearances as well as new book projects at MarlenePardo.com. You can also purchase books and merchandise there. And you can visit my author page on Amazon at Marlene Pardo Pelliser. Due to popular demand, I'm narrating my true believer stories that I've collected throughout the years in a new series called Supernatural Storytime. You can find links at SupernaturalStoryTime.com. If you are into classic horror, ghosts, and adventure stories, I narrate some of those at Nightshade Diary. And you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If you would like to read noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I do want to thank you all for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles, Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing today? Good, I hope. I'm doing really i'm going good and i'm really really happy as a matter of fact i was discussing this with my guest just a second ago even though you're not going to see this right away we uh hurricane dorian is churning out there in the atlantic until last week well, well maybe a couple of days ago we weren't really sure if it was going to come into south florida so everybody here was like fingers crossed and a lot of people made preparations anyway hurricane shutters because living down here, believe me, we know, uh, yeah, it, the worst, what's the worst, that you do the prep and you do, you know, you go through the hassle of putting up your shutters and it doesn't come, okay, that's fine, I'll deal with it. It's much worse when you're not prepared and then you get slammed by it. Because I've lived here all my life. As a matter of fact, I was here in 92 for Andrew, and which was one that, of course, we thought was going to go in a little bit further north of Miami, but surprise. But yeah, and right now... Uh, it looks like it's sitting off the coastline, and I think the last update said it was going to skirt up the coastline of Florida, and I don't know. I think they were going to have evacuations for Georgia and the Carolinas, but we'll see what happens. And it just, it was a wrecking ball in the Bahamas. 
I'll tell you that much. It looks pretty bad out there. But anyway, guys, let's let's get on to happier stuff. Um, happy being uh, the guest that I have with us tonight. Okay, and her name is Samantha Gogner, and she is a international published author. She lives in Fort Worth, Texas, and she is a multi-genre author. She has a murder mystery by the title of Man of the House, a, child's, a children's story, Madison's Christmas, a fantasy series, Land of Arlen, and uh, I don't know, uh, we'll ask her if she's got anything in, in the uh, cooking in the pot right now, uh, writing-wise, but I, she, I'm going to tell her, her ghost story because I think it's so interesting. And then we'll, we'll ask her, of course, more details. But this is her ghost story. So, and this is first, first person. I used to live out in a small town in Texas, just side of Dallas-Fort Worth. The house was set on an Indian burial ground due to it being part of the tri, tri, Trail of Tears. Sorry. Buying the property, of course, we weren't aware of it until maybe years later during research to try and find a reason for the strange activity. Items would fly off the walls at night and you could hear people walking down the hallways, but nobody would be there. Voices would call out to you in the middle of the night. When we had guests stay over, they would saw, suddenly fall violently ill. My God. No vehicles would start in the yard. We had to put them in neutral, then push them to the road in order for them to work properly. And that is just the half of it. I lived in this house for 15 years before finally having had enough of the hauntings. You know, we got a lot to talk about with Samantha. So, Samantha, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. Great. Fantastic. And I'm going to, even though I just read that bio, I'm going to ask you the questions that I ask all my guests, which is, obviously, you were you were in this house uh, as a child. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, how old yes. when you started having these experiences? I was about three or four when the first one started. Um it was about three in the morning and I was in my bedroom and my dad had been up and he was playing on the computer and he walked in my room because he heard me talking to someone and he's like, Samantha, who are you talking to? Because I was like shaking my hand in the air and I was like, well, grandpa, which was his dad and he okay. had died before I was born. So I never met him. Wow. And he said the hair on the back of his neck stood up and he was like, what? You know, so the next morning it had bothered him because I was telling him all about grandpa and that he had a dog with him. So he called his mom and was like, hey, did dad ever have a dog? And she was like, yeah, when he was a boy. And I was I described the dog perfectly and everything what? down to the name. That's incredible. <laughs> and then he had all these, right? <laughs> and he had all these pictures lined out on the floor of all these different men. And he's like, okay, show me which one grandpa is. And I went right to him and was like, this is your dad. And he just got all freaked out. And that was the first thing that ever happened in that house to me. Wow. Let me tell you something, though, for those pet owners out there, you know, and we all have pets sometimes in childhood. And see, you still you can hook up with them again in the afterlife. So um, you said your family was living there 15 years. So were, were you the only one? But obviously, it sounds like everybody in the house had some type of experience. Yeah, um, my mom had a lot of experiences, too. Um, I think the only one that didn't really that we know of was my dad, but he passed away when I was nine. So okay. he really didn't get the full effect. Okay. Um, my grandma, my mom's mother, would stay at the house and say she would hear something scratching and like chewing in our spare room. And she refused to stay in there. She was very afraid of the house. I don't blame and her. And then, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, that chewing part thing, that'd be like, I'm out of here. I, I love you all, but <laughs> I'm camping out in the tent or something like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we were crazy for staying in there that long, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty bad. After my dad passed away, it got like 10 times worse. Um, my mom experienced at night, she would lay in bed and have someone go, hey, to her at night when she was trying to fall asleep. And she would just be like, what? Can't you see I'm trying to sleep? See, she wasn't scared of it. I was more scared of it. She was just like, whatever, leave me alone. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes that's, I hate to say it, but sometimes that is the best way to handle it because you don't, it doesn't, you know, you don't give it attention. You don't give it energy. You don't like feed it. But I know sometimes that's a lot easier said than done. Or in some cases, if you're an adult and you know, for whatever reason, it's like, I cannot move right now. So guess what? <laughs> Just let me sleep. Uh, did you guys ever get a sense if it was a man or a woman or any type of identification for it? Um, my mom said that the voice sounded male. Um, I would hear my name being called out to me. And it's weird because everyone that knows me knows me by Sam. And unless I'm in trouble, no one calls me Samantha. And I'd hear a male voice go, Samantha, I would, I would get really freaked out. And I'd be like, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, boy, I'm in trouble now. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. Like the only time you get called by your first name is like, God. And did did anybody ever see anything, like actually see anything? Or was it just like, yes. what happened? So we would be sitting in the living room and we'd see shadows walking across oh the house. Oh my God. And wow. we, we would see the, you know, the lights out the corner of our eyes, the, um, the misty, the misty hazes out the mm -hmm. corner of our eyes. I mean, we, and then we had stuff that would fly off the walls. Um, one day I was having a discussion with my mom and we were standing about five feet from one of the walls and we had some leaf decor hanging on the wall. It was little metal, little things. And this one flew right off the wall and landed in between us, perfectly in between us. And it was about five feet away. And it was probably one of the weirdest things that ever happened. And it happened for really no reason. Right. I mean, but my mom, of course, she was calm. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, did you just see that happen? <laughs> Right, and she was like, "Yeah." And did you guys yeah. any ever find out like when you? Well, I'm uh, maybe that they told you later on, but your parents who they bought the house from or any history in the house? No, um, the only thing that I was able to find when I was because the guy that we bought it from, we don't know what happened to him after a while. Okay. So I mean, in other words, you knew the owner who I you you you, you bought it from somebody. And of course, nobody's gonna at that point gonna say, "Hey, my house is seriously haunted," because that'll sometimes that's a deal breaker. Yeah. So, uh, you said, and, and 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 did you ever do any research on the, on the thing? Because you said also that it was on uh, Indian burial ground. Yeah. See, that was the weirdest thing. So the house was brand new. We were the first people to ever live in it. Ah. The land is what was haunted. I see. Yes, I have heard of that. <laughs> I have heard of yeah, that. Yeah, it was very weird. And I'm actually in the process right now of writing a paranormal book about what had happened to me. Oh, it's supposed great. to be released on October 5th. Oh, congratulations. But I'm hoping, thank you. I'm, I'm going to try to go to a medium here and within the next few weeks and see if I can get some real answers to what really was going on in that house. I think it would be a perfect ending to the book and finally give us some closure to what was going on there. Let me ask you, were there any houses built close by that had experiences or were you the only ones on that piece of land because i know sometimes you know you'll have a subdivision and uh after a while neighbors compare notes and everybody realizes that something's going on in their house 
Yeah, um, our neighbors, they all had financial trouble. It was like our whole block was haunted. Really? Um, they used to call our street the Curse Street, and no one would walk down it. What? <laughs> all the kids would be scared of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Within, like, my dad died June. Okay. Within the same, within six months, six neighbors down that street passed away. <gasps> Randomly. What Randomly. are the For odds no on that? That's very high odds. That is. Right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not one. I mean, I hate to say this, but things happen, you know, but but that's that's pretty high odds for such a short amount of time. That's yeah, they were, it was very fast. And then everyone was having financial trouble. There was people that were losing their house. They were getting sick. Okay. I mean, it was like one thing after another. No one could catch a break out there. After a while, everyone that was originally there right. moved away. With sure. us. I mean, they, they all went away because it was so bad. It was just. It was so random, and it was just one day. And it seemed like it got really bad after my dad passed away. But he passed away. Mm -hmm. He died in our house okay. of a sudden health attack. And okay. then he came back, and then he died again. Okay. So we don't know if he opened something when he passed away and, and died twice and came back or what exactly happened, but it seemed like everything got so much worse after that day. And you know what? And let me ask you something. After that episode where... You know, like those six people died. Was that when it got that reputation that it was curled, like the Curse Street or whatever? Yes. Uh, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. That that that. Yeah, I could see where people would be like, "We'll go around the block on the other side." Uh, right. They, that's you know, and, and that reminds me. And I don't know if you've heard of this because this was in Texas also, but this happened back in the 1980s. There was the same thing. Uh, it was uh, where they had like a subdivision it was called the well later on they found out it was called black hope and they built some houses and everybody started having really weird stuff going on especially after they dug up some coffins so they were putting in a pool and um turns out that they had well the the land developer didn't even know because it was an unofficial cemetery for that they had given a black community out there and basically they had built these houses on a cemetery and you know I tell people sometimes things like that happen and nobody's none the wiser because there's nobody it's, it wasn't officially in other, in other words there was no official record that that piece of land had been used as a cemetery and they had stopped burying people like in the 1930s because the town the little town caught fire and then everybody just moved away so there was nobody even to say very few people actually remembered and then time moves up forward and these developers bought the land and they sold these, you know, plots for people to get their houses built. And it is exactly like what you were describing. Everybody had something going on with them uh, that, you know, and that got worse once they dug up the two coffins because they were putting in a pool. And um, yeah, who knows? Let me have, has anybody found any type of Indian artifacts or... Anything like that out there at all? To my knowledge, no. That was kind of why it was weird. Mm -hmm. But there there was some other things that were going on out there that um, were a little bit strange. Okay. Uh, there was a, an old bridge that was maybe about two blocks from our neighborhood where all this happened. Okay. And there was some people, and they were doing, like, rituals underneath the bridge. Oh. And if you went down there, you would see, you know, the, the star and the... Um, yeah. A head of an animal. Oh. I mean, so I don't know if that had something to do with it either. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. And you know what? 
everybody says what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Maybe they were, you know, people sometimes think did they cause it or were they drawn to doing these rituals close by, you know, because of what was there already, you know, which one, what came first. But yeah, I'm sure that that was not good either, whichever way you look at it. Either it caused it or it amplified it. And yeah. uh, they probably were under the bridge because, hey, we could do stuff out here and nobody's going to see <laughs> us do it. Yeah. And did you, like I said, did you ever see, uh, I mean, I know that you say that you, when you were, uh, oh, well, for lack of a better word, a toddler, that you saw your grandfather. Did anybody ever actually see like an apparition? Yeah, we, um, we would see, mostly it would be in our living room or our bedrooms where we would see stuff. But it, it was, we'd see actual, we'd see like shadows and we'd see apparitions. We'd see, uh, it was just, it was really weird. Um, okay. It's hard to explain exactly what it looked like. It, it was, the apparitions were, were more or less, it was hard to tell a gender. And, and, right. and in the shadows as well, it was very right, difficult right. to tell. Right, right. Because I know that some people say, well, I, don't, I, see, I see shadow people. In other words, I see somebody, something that is either a black outline or a black shadow, but I really can't tell. No features, no nothing that sometimes they can't even tell. Like you said, feminine, masculine, they can't tell. You know, versus, you know, the clear-cut apparition that said, you know, people actually see who it is. But, uh, yeah. And how? what happened? You were there 15 years when you moved away, did it stay there? No. Okay. What happened? Um, when when we moved, when we started moving to pack from the old house, it was it, it got extremely bad. Um, mm -hmm. My mom ended up having three heart attacks within a week. Oh. She ended up having yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That is not. She good. went to the hospital and they said nothing was wrong with her. Two days later, she had a massive heart attack and. Um, she had to go through triple bypass. It failed everything. I mean, oh it was a my. horrible situation. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and then we moved into the new place, and uh -huh. we had, it sounded like a man laughing coming from one of the back rooms. And we would hear that, you know, throughout the throughout the years. We had been at the new place for five years now. Okay. And you can hear still, like, people laughing. Um we just recently started packing to move out of here, actually, because it okay. was such a dark energy still. You can okay. just feel it, like when you walk in the house. And okay. sure enough, I looked at her and I said, when we start moving, it's going to get worse again. And it did. We ended up fighting a lot. The energy was just so bad. I mean, you have all the blinds open and it still looks like it, it shouldn't be dark in here. Yeah. Boxes were rattling, stuff was going missing, stuff was being moved. It was like, come on, this is happening again. <laughs> Right, right. In other words, it's like, okay, if, if there was any doubt that it was our imagination, which is kind of difficult for it to be imagination, it's, uh, and let me ask you just out of care, did your mother or your father ever have experiences prior to them moving into that house, that original house that you were, that, you know, that you saw the, you know, the ghost when you were three years old or separately, like no. even before they got married or together? No, they did not. So the, the, the thing was after moving in that house. Yes. Oh, wow. 
And I mean, they say, you know, that people are haunted, not places. Oh, yes, and, you know, yes, you start I have to believe that. that. Yes. Whenever, yes. you know, you move around and it follows you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, leave me alone. <laughs> yes, that, that does happen. People. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so, too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. You know, everybody always thinks of the haunted house and whatever is there. And a lot of times it is, depending on what's going on or what entity it is. But yeah, sometimes you do get people that are haunted. And uh, I mean, I've been doing investigations since the 1990s. And, you know, I went out on a few where once you really got started to talk to the people in the house and, you know, you get into like, okay, you know, you need to tell me the truth. You realize, no, you guys were having experiences in other houses. So maybe there is something here. I'm not saying no, but there's a good chance that you are the ones that have something that's been following you around from place to place. And maybe for a while, <clears throat> it's not really bad. And then something happens and it starts getting, you know, out of control. Which, by the way, that thing with your mom, that's that's pretty definitely, I hate to say it, but that's not like a, a you know, one of these hauntings where people say, oh, it's, it's okay. You know, it's not too bad. No, not at all. This sounds pretty dark, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, um... It was, it was pretty dark. Um, my mom, she kind of blames me. I was born three months early, and okay. I'm actually going to a lady on the 10th who was supposed to help me because mm-hmm. she's saying that I'm sensitive. And everything in the house was trying to communicate with me, and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, it's, you know what, I'm going to tell you. It is and it isn't. Um, yeah, you know, you do have people or children that do have that ability which it sounds like this thing about you seeing your grandfather sounds like pretty much even though sometimes you know what you, you a lot of kids do see like grandparents that have passed away and it's because it's the grandparent in other words the other words there's that familial you know connection but yeah that that could happen but how can I say, God, that thing with your mom and everything, that sounds more than just them, a bunch of them trying to make contact with you. you. You see what I'm saying? In other words, maybe I'm not saying you might have both things. You might have you being very psychic and drawing in all these spirits because they want to communicate with you. They're desperate to get some message across and they sense that you have this ability. And then somewhere along the line, something hopped on board. Okay, and depending on what it is, you know, sometimes if you have a spirit that's very, um, very powerful, they, they can have the, the living people feel the physical symptoms that they had when they were alive. Okay, especially that yeah, your mom, that. your mom might be sensitive herself. Let me tell you, don't think it might just be you. She might be herself. Yeah, um, we were actually talking about that the other day when all the weird stuff, because we're just recent, we're actually in the middle of moving right now. <laughs> okay, okay, but yeah, she might think it's you, but it might be both of you. It might be both of you, and 
Um, you know, that, that, that thing that you were telling me that she's like poo-pooing stuff like along the way, like I'm not going to pay attention to this. I'm not going to get scared. That might just be something that she built in herself automatically to try to dismiss it. Like, I'm not going to deal with this ability that I have because if I do, then what do I do with it? You know, <laughs> yeah. because that's, it's a heavy load. There's a lot of, uh, what they call ghosts or discarnates out there that are not bound to a location. And man, if they find somebody who's got any type of sensitivity, they do, they try to get a message across. And sometimes it's not pleasant ones either. You know, everybody thinks, you know, it's not always your family members or some, it's not always Casper, in other words, that wants to like pass a message on through. Sometimes it can be something on the dark Archer. side. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never hope that that's what it is, but there's a lot of people that, I mean, how many people do you, do you know of live, live ones that are really nasty? They're just nasty people. Yeah. And death doesn't uh, improve your disposition sometimes so as a matter of fact that's sometimes why they end up being ghosts so what are you planning to do anything uh as far as blessings or anything to make sure or try to keep this thing back at this house or not allow it to go into the new house um one thing we did is we left all of our old stuff Ah, we are starting out completely fresh. Great uh, idea. And we're staging the the old house, the new house, and ourselves with Perfect. blessings. And yes, stuff. yes, yes. God, that's great. I tell, I, I, you know, one of the last books I wrote, which is uh, Supernatural Safety, I talk about that. I, I tell people, you know, if you're going to move into a new place, whether we're talking brand new or new, and it, and it looks all pretty, or you know how sometimes everything cleaned or they freshly painted. Don't go by that. You need to sage it down and do a blessing and maybe salt the corners uh, because you never know what went on there. And, and it doesn't even have to be a ghost. It could just be if there was a lot of, um, you know, problems, let's say, going on with the people that were living there, that imprints itself. So basically it's just a way to get rid of everything before you even put a stick of furniture in the house. So that's a great idea. Yeah. That is a that's fantastic idea. And as far as, um, I'm curious, have you ever had any dreams or nightmares, I want to say, with any that you think was were, were being brought about by what's there? Um, I used to have a lot of dreams about um, people that have passed away. I used to have a lot of dreams about my dad and okay. um, there was a boy okay. who lived across the street who was like a brother to me growing up and he was one of the six people that had passed away Wow! and he died in a car accident hmm. and he would come to me in my dreams who I thought it was him okay. and then um, there was a here recently the other night I had a dream about my brother my half brother's father and okay. he had came and he sat next to me on the couch and he was talking to me and telling me he was sorry and all this other stuff so that was an interesting one. That was a new one. <laughs> really? Yeah. That does sound like you got people visiting you in dream time. Definitely. Hmm. So, and how about have you ever gone, let's say, visiting somewhere and you've had experiences at other places? Yes. Um, maybe about three months ago, the most recent one, I was at my girlfriend's house. And on her refrigerator, she had the little, you know, the alphabet magnet right and 
when I left, she sent me a picture and was like joking, did you write your name in the magnet? And I said, no. And no one else was in the house but me and her. And I was like, are you playing with me? And she goes, no, really, look. And sure enough, my name was written out in the magnet. And while I was there, her broom fell over for no reason at all. And you could hear creaking in her house, like someone was walking around. Oh, see? And I'm sure she must have been wigged out a little bit, right? Oh, she, yeah. she was like, what is going on? Right, so I take it that this is not a normal thing for her in her house. No, 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 not normal at all. Yeah. Yeah, see, so that, again, it could be the same one that you've got at your house that's following you around, or it just could be somebody that, you know, wants to introduce themselves because they're hoping that you're going to pay attention to them and and somehow or other they can communicate whatever it is that they want to say. And sometimes it's the weirdest stuff, but hey, they're hung up about it. And how about... Um, have you ever gone to any of these historical places, you know, either a hotel or, or any of these places that you've actually sensed or had an experience there? Um, I've been wanting to go to the Jefferson Hotel in Texas. It's supposed to be one of the most haunted places. Okay. Um, I haven't been able to go yet, but I do visit. Um, I was maybe last year around this time, I went to a old school where they had a fire and a lot of people had passed. It was like an elementary okay. school. Okay. And in there, there was a lot of activity. There was paint and falling. There was things like you could hear ticking, like uh -huh. someone was tapping their fingertips on the walls next to our heads. We got some cool pictures of some orbs and stuff like that okay. in there. It okay. was pretty nice. It was a nice experience. Right. Well, yeah, there's some... I tell everybody, <clears throat> sometimes when you go to these places that are traditionally known as haunted, one of two things is going to happen. Sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes things happen, but it's, believe it or not, it's not always who everybody says is there. Sometimes you get what I call, you know, drop-ins that, they've, let's face it, you've got a bunch of people running around trying to communicate with them, and there's a very good chance that more than one among in that group has got some type of sensitivity. So they kind of even elbow other spirits out of the way trying to, you know, make some type of, you know, connection. And that's why sometimes people get some really weird stuff. Uh, and they're like, but, you know, that's not what's supposed to be here. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't, that's not a set rule where you're only going to get the, you know, people or ghosts that are, that are associated with that place. Uh, you know, things of that nature. Uh, as a matter of fact, one time I was visiting in um, Gettysburg and I was staying at the small hotel that was right across from the Union Cemetery and we came in there really late at night so we like took the key and went straight to the room and my husband he's like a very like I don't believe in this stuff and I was like okay but we were exhausted we were like out of it and during the night he's trying to wake me up telling me hey there's a noise in the bathroom because you know it's like you know those regular you know, hotel rooms that you got the room, you know, place, you know, like a vanity and then the door that leads into the bathroom. And he's like, hey, there's some, there's a noise in the bathroom. And I'm thinking that he's giving me grief, that he's playing with me, you know, because I'm the one that believes in the coast and he's, and I'm like, oh, be quiet. I want to sleep. You know, I, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. You're making fun of me. I have this really weird dream about a girl like in her 20s, but she's like 
It's here like a cleaning lady. You know, like these people that clean the rooms at a hotel. Really weird dream. Really weird. <laughs> and in the dream, she's coming to look at us. It's like one of these dreams that, you know, when you dream of somebody that you've never seen before in your life. And in yeah. the dream, they're looking at you. So anyway, the next morning we get up and we know we're, and I see my husband's got this look on his face. I'm like, what's wrong? He goes, man, last night I was telling you, I was hearing noises in the bathroom and you just told me. And I was like, he, it wicked him out. It, he actually woke up and he kept hearing it. All right. And of course I didn't pay attention thinking he's like, and I said, okay, you know what you need to do? Go to the office and see what they tell you. And he went over to the office. And they tell him, oh, yeah, you guys got one of the most haunted rooms. And, yeah, there is a ghost of a cleaning lady. <laughs> and the point that being, awesome. everybody thinks of Gettysburg as being Civil War soldiers, Civil War ghosts, things of that nature. And it was like, so <laughs> and it was like we had it. He was hearing stuff in the bathroom, and I had that weird dream of a cleaning lady. Of all things, was this was one of it wasn't like a, a chain hotel, it was one of these older uh, family-owned motels that've been there a long time. All right, and and I, that's why I tell everybody, you know, some people have the expectations when they go to certain historical places. This is the if I see a ghost, it's gonna be that type of ghost, and that's uh, not the usual suspect sometimes. So you said that you were writing this book. Is it? <laughs> What are you going to start with with the 15 years that you were there or are you going to include also these last years? In other words, that it followed you to your new house. I um, yeah, I started with when I all the way back to when I was little and okay. talked about all that, all the 15 years. Okay. I talked about the new place and I'm hoping to have more information here in the next few weeks that I can add into the end. Sure. Now, let me ask you that thing that you mentioned that the cars had to be pushed off the property to start <laughs> that what is that so after my mom had gotten sick and okay. i was in the middle of moving so i had to move everything by myself and i had called over a lady who had believed in spirits and okay. you know ghosts and everything and she was like something's wrong something's wrong she's like i want to come see it so she was over at the house and her husband walked in and he's like, there's no such thing as oh. ghosts. There's nothing here. If there's something here, do something to me. Oh. Well, he walks into the other room and all of a sudden he gets deathly sick. He turns pale. He's cold sweating. He's saying he can't breathe. He's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here now. So he walked outside and the minute he stepped outside on the porch, he felt completely better. Ooh. And he got really freaked out. And he's like, I got to leave now. We're leaving. Come on, let's go. Something's wrong with this house. And then he started believing, of course. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and he wanted out of there. Of course. So he went to the car and he tried to turn it on. And it sounded like the starter was out. And this, I was like, well, that's This, this sounds like so one of those horror <laughs> movies, you know, when you got to leave and the car decides it's not going to turn on. Oh, my God. He must <laughs> yeah. have been sweating bullets. <laughs> He was, he was like, get over here, get over here. What's wrong with the car? What's wrong with the car? This isn't funny, guys. This isn't funny. And we're like, no, I don't know. And I tried my car and it wouldn't start. So he's like, come on, we got to do something. We got to do something. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, spirits drain energy from things. Maybe it's yeah. draining your battery. So we pushed it up to the front. Like the, we live in an acre. Right. So we had to push it a good way. <laughs> and we pushed it up to the road. And as soon as it got maybe three feet on the road, it started perfectly. It was the weirdest thing. Oh, 
I, I, I take it they didn't come back for another visit? No, they did not. <laughs> he I, definitely did that. <laughs> absolutely not. It'd be like, hell no. Well, but he asked for it. He asked for it. He, exactly. He put That's it what there. I told him. Oh. Yeah, I told him not to do that. <laughs> but let me ask you, did she ever get back to you and tell you what she thought? What were her impressions? Or did she just not? She did. She ended up actually coming back that night after her husband went home and we were okay. taking some pictures in the house. All right. And everywhere she took a picture with me in it, there was orbs all around me. Okay. And then we went outside, and she was like, maybe it's just dusty, because we were moving and everything. So right. we went out to the backyard, and she was taking more pictures of me. And where she would take a picture without me in it, there was nothing. And then oh. she'd take one of me, there's orbs all around me. So that was cool. <laughs> that's very interesting. And that's a but good way. But she did feel something. Def definitely. I take it she thought it was negative? She did. She said that it was a very dark presence, whatever it was. Um, she was also a lady I had come over to help me. My family was raised Catholic on my mom and my dad's side. Okay. And we had held on to his ashes all this time. Okay. And my dad, it was the only house he ever owned. So my mom okay. wanted his ashes spread there. Right. But she was still in the hospital, so it was up to me. So I okay. called some of the Catholic people, she was one of them, to come say some prayers for him. Okay. As they were trying to say them, they couldn't say the prayers. They couldn't say Our Father or Hail Mary. They couldn't say any of them. So we ended up just spreading them around, and they were doing the best they could, which also okay. was really, really freaky. I'm very curious. They couldn't say it? Like, what, the no. words wouldn't come out? She said she couldn't remember it. Like, it had been wiped from her mind. Like, she said she was trying to say something she had never heard before. She said it was the weirdest thing in the world. Like, she said, I was raised Catholic. I know these prayers back yeah. and forth. She's like, I do not know why in that moment I couldn't remember it. And it wasn't just her. It was all three of them. They were having a very hard time. And it was like each one of them could pick up on certain parts of the prayer. But they right. were all forgetting certain ones. It was very weird. Right. They couldn't complete. Like, not, I know what you're saying. It's an incomplete prayer. They couldn't say the end. Yeah. That. They must have been wigging out. They were. They left immediately after. <laughs> Yeah. And they did not come back. That was the last time they were there. They never, ever came back to the house. Wow. Let me ask you, did they have any idea what was going on in the house? No. Um, they all moved in there after all the stuff started. So they had no idea. They lived on a different block, too. Okay. Um, so they thought at first that we were a little crazy when I was telling them about all this stuff. They are kind of like, yeah, yeah, like this really happens. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Until they started seeing it for themselves, and then they were very scared. But at that point, me and my mom were the last ones of the original ones out there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And let me ask you just out of curiosity, even though I know you told me that when you moved to the new house, things kept... Once, because it sounds like everything happened to your mom, that health crisis, right when you guys were moving out. Did she improve once you guys actually moved out of the house? She has improved a little bit, but still not fully. Wow. Her heart is only working at um, 45%. Yeah, so she's got to be careful. Yeah, and very. I can imagine, though, that that for her, it's like, did, did she think it was the house, or does she just think that the timing on it was coincidental? She thinks it was the house. Okay. Yeah. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. 
you can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back, we've got yours. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. And, and the reason why I'm asking is that here you're saying how things would be happening during those 15 years and she'd be the first one to say, ah, oh, you know, don't pay attention to it <laughs> or kind of like, eh. but for her at this point to think, okay, the timing on this is just too strange. Yeah, um, she got really scared at the end. Um, there was a whole bunch of flies in our house. Okay. Um, all over hundreds and hundreds of flies. And, you know, that's a sign of evil. Yes. So she started freaking out. She would kill the flies. The next day, there was hundreds more. And my brother, he's 40, so we're 17 years apart. And he was okay. telling her, you know, stop up the drains. Maybe they're coming into the drains. Right. So we killed the flies. We did that. And next, the next day, they were still there. That is when she got afraid. That was when she was like, okay, something's not okay here. Especially when every single room we didn't have a cross in, there were flies. What? And the ones with the cross, there was none. You know, that, that's, I hate, God, that, that sounds like it's, you, you have a problem with a non-human entity. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't that sound like your ordinary, like, uh, you know, owner of the house and I'm mad or, or, you know, all the no. usual regular dead people, as I call them, that, uh, that sounds pretty dark. And yeah, like you said, I mean, and that's the thing, who knows what could have happened on that piece of land that nobody much less that you know that it was ever registered on official documents, but that nobody was ever knew about it. I mean, a lot of especially if you're doing something very dark, you know, people try tend to try to hide those things. In other words, there's sometimes papers don't talk, you know, paper uh, newspapers don't document it. There's if you go to the title registries for the house, there's nothing to say. This happened, and people are none the wiser as far as you know they things happen in places that it's like really evil stuff and after a while nobody wants to talk about it yeah and uh and then you get the poor people like your family that moves in and they're like blindsided because they're like where's this coming from exactly and what does your brother say since he's older what his what is his take on what's going on well, at first, I mean, he was kind of, you know, oh, you know, big man. Oh, it's nothing. You guys yes. are just crazy. And then in the very end, he would say, I'm not going to that house. Like, <laughs> even now, if I asked him to go get me something, he would be like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to that house. It's freaky. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In other words, I don't believe in this stuff, but just in case. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> in case. I'm not going to put myself. <laughs> Uh, you know, in the line of fire, because what if it starts to look at me and going, hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, that ha 
And how about, did you guys ever feel like the presence in the car if you were traveling anywhere? Or anything weird yes. happened? What happened? We would have, um, we had this little, um, kind of like a stuffed animal thing hanging up on the, on the, uh, what would you call it? The rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. And every time we would get in the car, it'd be on the floor. And my mom started joking, thinking it was my dad, saying, oh, he doesn't want this little fluffy toy in his car. Oh, but she okay. put it back up, and right away it fell to the ground again. And she was like, okay, maybe not. Like, it was really weird. It, it was something. And whenever we would go to certain places, you could kind of feel something in the car, but it okay. it really never seemed like it lasted long, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't last long in the car. And when we went on vacation and stuff, it never seemed to follow us then. Okay. It just seemed more um, attached to the house. Right. Or when you guys are planning to move as in they're leaving and not coming back. Yeah. Then that's when whatever it was got really upset. How about animals? Did you guys have any problems with pets? Um, I had a collie and when it started getting really bad, it looked like something was holding him on the ground and he couldn't get up and his entire body would shake. And he was looking at us like, help us. Help me, help me. And it, it was like we were trying to get him to lift his head by giving him a treat or anything. Right. And it literally looked like something was holding him by the throat to the ground. And then wow. after a while, he would just get up and look at us like, did you see that? <laughs> and you're like, no, we don't. We didn't. Wow. That, that, um, yeah, that, that ability to be so physical, okay, that is... And you said you were on an acre of land. Did you ever have any experiences like outside the actual house, like on the grounds? Mm, other than the car not starting and stuff, no, not really. Okay, okay. Because I've heard of people sometimes having experiences out in the, you know, like outside the house, as in the grounds, the actual property of. Uh... Let me ask just that, um, where this is located at historically is it known for any type of battles or anything significant that happened close to that area other than the trail it cheers to my knowledge no okay which is pretty horrific in and of itself yeah because i know sometimes there's these little towns that pop up and then they disappear because you know they they were just there and then after a while they fade away but you know, they're there for a few years, maybe less than 10. And a lot of things go on sometimes in these towns. Uh, how, how, let, when, uh, at what point did you guys realize that you're, well, besides the fact of everybody passing away in the sixth month, did you have any of your neighbors ever say about what they were experiencing? Was it different from what you guys were ha- having or was it the same thing across the board? Um, haunting kind of wise, there was only one other story I ever heard of someone in the neighborhood actually saying a haunting was in their house. Okay. And that was the family where the boy had died in the car accident. Uh huh. And his sister went into his room to get something and he had some toy cars on like a mantle. Okay. And they flew off the, off the mantle at the door towards her like it didn't want her in there. And that was the only thing I ever heard that was similar to what we were going through. Okay. Right. And sometimes, you know, that, that that's pretty much in your face, but sometimes things go on on a more subtle level where, you know, when things happen and you're like, oh, is that my imagination? 
But then when you look back through the years, you realize, man, that couldn't have been my imagination. All the times that either I heard something or, you know, I caught something out of the corner of my eye. Then that you realize, no, that wasn't, there was something going on. You know, you just get caught up. And was there any other family member there in the house that had experiences? Um, well, there was the, the mom. She was saying near the, she had passed away too. Okay. And near the end of her life, she was saying that she was seeing him a lot. Oh. That he kept coming around and that she was seeing him when she was in the hospital and when she was in the house. I mean, it was a very peaceful thing. Mm-hmm. She was saying that, I mean, she wasn't afraid. She no. wasn't anything. Right. It no, was. That, no, that doesn't sound, you know, that to me, that's, believe it or not, that doesn't, that's not really concerning as far as haunting, if you want to call it that. Not really. Because I've heard of that ha- <clears throat> happening a lot when people are close to dying and things like that. Uh, but yeah. So I take it what in your family then this this or that was, I don't know if this house that you're in now has still got the reputation as being what the haunted house in the family? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to have a Halloween party at your house, is that what you're saying? Oh it gets no, too definitely real. not. It's too real. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. It's like, no, we'd rather just pay money and go fake it. Let's just do that. <laughs> so when you just out of curiosity would you say that the reason that you're moving the the biggest one is what's going on or it just so happens that you were going to move no matter what um it it is more or less the house it's it's very dark here it's very hard to be happy it's kind of like everything bad is amplified times 10 when you don't even feel safe in your own home oh yeah absolutely okay and that you know that answers my question because some people move sometimes because things come up and they move and then they say, yeah, but I'm glad I'm moving because, but it sounds like what's going on with you guys is that is the main reason. And maybe if anything else goes, you know, but that that's like the main thing, like, okay. And maybe I don't, maybe 15 years in one place and you're like, okay, we're not going to spend another 15 in this one. Exactly. <laughs> to figure out, Hey, ooh, this is not the place for us. And I was going to say, how soon are you guys going to, I mean, for your mom's sake, especially because that last time it seemed like everything got worse with, you know, what's really funny. I was thinking, you said that they spread your dad's ashes on the, on the property that you guys were leaving. Yeah. And in a way it's almost like, like you said, that had been his house and everything. It makes me wonder, you know, if that entity wanted like for something for your thinking, okay, if she dies, they'll, they'll spread her ashes here. So it was like trying to maybe have her die for lack of a better word, because it sounds like what happened to your mom was pretty serious. It uh, was very serious. Um, it happened. We spread his ashes after she got sick. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was the other way around. I thought that they had spread the no. ashes before. <laughs> And I was thinking, man, whatever's there is thinking, okay, well, I wonder what Maybe happens. Maybe she'll stay here, yeah. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sometimes the, you know, it's, I mean, when you think about it, it's scary how manipulative that that reasoning is, if that's what you, we want to infer from it. 
But yeah, I've heard of situations with non-human entities where they can happen, where they do see that. And oh, definitely, I believe that. And your mom is. I I mean, it's almost like you want to take her out of the house and put her somewhere safe and say, okay, you just stay there. <laughs> Don't do anything. All right. And we'll come and get you when the movie is done. <laughs> exactly. Just go sit over here outside and be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, go, go to somebody's house and spend the whole day over there and then we'll come and get you when it's over. And, and you know, a lot of people sometimes have a hard time realizing stuff like that. And, and some people, like I said, it, like that you spent 15 years in that one place, Sam, you realize now, or you and your family looking back over 15 years that you connect the dots to a lot of things. You know, sometimes when things happen in that moment, sometimes they're in your face, but sometimes it's more subtle. It's when you look back that you say, wait a minute, come on. There's a pattern here, or I realize that that noise or that sound or whatever. So not everybody has that luxury of having 15 years under the one roof where everybody, you start seeing, okay, this was something that was being done or caused by something that was not normal or explainable, in other words. Yeah. Would you say of the two houses, which was the worst one? This one that you're in right now? No, the other one. The other one. So it kind of lessened. Okay. So maybe you left somebody behind after all, and not everybody came with you. I hope not. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes it's one of those things that, you know, for lack of a better word, you never get, you know, because we're so used to seeing some of these shows where in the end you figure out who it was or they get some type of proof and questions get answered. But sometimes things like this, you never figure out who was it or, or what was it, why it was doing it, what it wanted, or in some cases how to stop it, or in other words, and, and, and believe me, at some point I know that people say, look, I don't even want to know who it is or what it is or what it wants. I just want it to stop. You know, it's, especially, is that where you guys are at right now with this? Um. Well, with me going to that reading and trying to get answers through her, I really do kind of, in, in, in a way, want to know what it was, why it was there, if there was something we could have done to help it, maybe, if it was human to mm -hmm. cross over, or if it was trying to get our attention for some reason, if there was more than one spirit there. We just kind of wanted to get a closure with it, as in, like, right. What could we have done differently? What if this person that's going to give you the reading tells you, yep, you had something with you originally. It's followed you guys to this new house and it wants to follow you wherever you go. You know, well, I guess like, what do know, we do to bring it peace? Right. Or what other, what, this thing, in other words, this thing is not going to get left behind uh, because you guys are moving to a new space. It's hitchhiking with you guys. Uh, because, and let's face it, you know, when you've got something that's doing that, that's an intelligent hunting. That's not a residual. That's not something like, 
you know, that any, anybody that moves into that house, let's say, for example, sometimes you hear people up and down the steps, and sometimes it's just residual. If you've got an entity that is saying, I'm not going to get left behind because it's almost like you're my family now, which is a scary thought. Um, and wherever you guys go, I'm going to. Yeah. And sometimes, and this is the thing, you know, I, and I, I admire what you're saying, like, oh, if I get information, am I going to be able to help it out or cross it over or whatever? Whatever the case, depending on what they tell you. But what if, and, and the reason why I say this is based on my experience of things. What if this entity, human or non-human, doesn't want to cross over? You know, despite your best intentions, despite you saying, hey, I want to help you out. What if it's like, no, I don't want to cross over. I don't want to go into the light. I don't want to, whatever. I want to be with you guys. Well, I, I, I mean, mm. I guess in, in the sense if that were to happen, mm. it would kind of be like, what do you, what does it want from us and how can we live with it? Because if, if at that point, I mean, if that's the only thing we can do, then I, it's kind of like, I don't think so. I, I'll be honest, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something based on my years of experience. Don't, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Sam. I don't have no idea what the person that you're going to get the reading from is going to tell you. And hopefully they're going to tell you something positive or give you like instructions like this is what you can do. But I would never, ever accept that this thing is, you know, like, hey, I guess it's like that across the bear. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Especially based on what you told me were the effects of having this thing around. No, I would say peace be with you. Go into the light. Pray for it, whatever they tell you to do. But you have it's like under no circumstances are you to come with us. And that idea that you had of smudging and everything, I'd be doing that. Not only when before I moved in, but even afterwards, I'd be smudging my vehicles, my house at least once a week. Once I got there, I would salt the perimeter of the property. I would salt my entrances and my exits. And under, I would not. It would be not like, uh, oh, let's make a truce, and like, <laughs> oh, be good, and you know, because that, you know what? If it was, you know, Uncle Freddy who's tagging along, I'd say, well, you know, whatever. But this thing sounds kind of nasty, you know, kind of scary. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, you're not coming. And I'm going to make it really difficult. And I'm going to put obstacles in your way for you going to have to stay where you're at or find some other place to uh, to go. But you're not going to be with us. You're not. You're not welcome. You got to leave. Bye. And um, a lot of people, sometimes it's almost like sometimes people think, well, if I play nice, you know, if I try to make like a truce, like, hey, don't pick on us and we'll let you stay here. I'm telling you, with this kind of entity that you're describing, it never works out to your advantage. Never, never. Because all it's waiting for is probably an invitation as in, okay. And it's like, you know how when, you know when kids like, you know when you get them a new puppy, and you tell them what well, you got to feed it and you got to get water. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll give it a bath and we'll give it a walk. And we'll like, they'll promise anything. And then two weeks later, they're not doing any of that. It was just to get the puppy or whatever it is that they wanted. A lot of times what yeah. happens with these type of scenarios is something similar because all it wants is, and 
believe it or not, your invitation or your acceptance, in other words, you're okay, is really important. That is what allows it to stay. Like I was in, in, invited and it, I've, been, I've been told by the people here that I can stay. And if you ever had anybody going in there to do a cleansing or a blessing or try to, you know, you, even though you can't exercise the house, you only bless it. It would say, I have dominion here because the owners have told me I could stay. And that's why you hear a lot of times these people that say, oh, we got the house blessed and we did a bunch of things and it, and it got really calm for a bit and then it came back. That's why. Because there was an implied acknowledgement by the owners that it's okay. They're afraid to say, no, you're dead or whatever. Get out of here. Bye. You know, like they're afraid of getting it mad, but no, especially after yeah. what you told me happened to your poor mom. Wow. I'd be like, no way. No way. You guys cannot. And then I'm curious. You said that in the rooms where there was religious, there were crosses, things didn't happen. But in the ones that didn't, things did. In other words, there was a difference with the rooms. That yeah, they um, they even held a different vibe and stuff. It was it was when we were packing and we were trying to take all down all the pictures and the mm -hmm. decorations and stuff. And the ones that didn't have it, they were they were pretty scary. My mom got pretty mad at me for taking them down, and she's like, "Go put one back up in every room right now." <laughs> wow. In other words, what was keeping it at bay was whatever was there. What did your mom have? Yeah. Was it was it uh, crosses or was it? I don't know if she's Catholic. If she has any uh, any statues of the Virgin Mary or saints, what was it that she had in the in the walls or in the rooms? She had uh, crucifixes and she has a, a huge Virgin Mary statue outside of our house that she swears has to go everywhere with her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And what is it? Is that the Immaculate Conception? No, not the Immaculate Conception. I'm thinking of the Lady of Miracles. Is that the one? Because I've seen that in a lot of yards. They sell it. It's the, is it made of stone? And it's like the one that's got the, that she's stepping on the serpent. I don't know. Yes. That's very, yes. uh, because I, okay. Yeah. It's our Lady of Miracles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. Let me tell you. Hmm. Yeah. You're taking that statue with you, right? Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about what is the after you, because I know you write fiction and nonfiction and you've also written books, children's books. Uh, <laughs> are, are you going to continue with that as well? Or what are you going to do as far as your writing is concerned? Um, I, I want to, I want to continue to write different genres and I want to be the first author to ever write every genre. So this is kind of where I wasn't honestly going to write one about my experience there until mm -hmm. it was, came to my mind that, Hey, you know, I do have to write a paranormal book, so might as well write one about what really happened. And, um, my next, the one I just most recently released was a romance. And then after the paranormal one, I'm going to go back into my fantasy series and finish that out and go from there. What was the, what was the name of the romance one? Because I don't know if I had it. Oh. No, that one's very new. That one just came out August 5th. It's called between the pages. Okay, perfect. And and what is that historical romance or modern times or what? Oh, it's kind of like a time travel. Really? Romance. Uh, Oh my yeah. God! It's about the it's about an author who is writing a book uh -huh. inside of the book, 
and he goes into the book to be with his partner. Ah, you know what? That's so interesting. I'm 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 one of these people that I I read the original Di Diana Gabaldon. You know that she wrote all the Outlander books when she first wrote them before long before you know <laughs> it became a miniseries. And that's why when you said time travel, I was like, time travel? Did you say time travel? <laughs> Yes. It's a really good book. I think you would like it if you ever did read it. Yes, yes, yes. Boy. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite. I mean, I like historical pieces. I like modern. I, I've, I've read Regency. I've, I've, I've read all. I've been reading since I think I could read everything. Um, and um, that's but time travel that that really that 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 opens so many avenues as far as the storyline. In so many directions that it could go, uh, that that that's gonna be fascinating. So anyway, Samantha, I wanted to thank you so much for spending this time with me today. You have been absolutely wonderful. Um, I want to wish you the best of luck on your projects. I am going to include a link to your website, but just for the people on the podcast, if you could give out your, what your website address is. It is booklifeblog.com. Could you repeat that again? Booklifeblog.com. Okay, okay, but and like I said, I will put a link to it on the. Uh, let me ask you, and I, I'm gonna. And I'm gonna are you gonna be in your house? Are you gonna still be in this house? And Halloween, or are you gonna be out by then? No, I'll be out by then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just curious, just curious, just maybe. It's like God, I wouldn't want to be there if it was Halloween. It's like. <laughs> No, not this year. Not this year. Not this year. Okay, darling. Good luck to you. Best of Thank luck in everything so you do, okay? Thank you. Take care. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. What? Let me tell you something. See, everybody tells me, Marlene, what scares you about the paranormal? <laughs> that right there, it scares me about the paranormal. That. When you have people, and, and by this I mean, you know, stuff happens to people. And sometimes, you know, everybody goes through bad, worse, you know, that happens. That You can't escape it. Hello. And sometimes people try to blame stuff like that on the paranormal. Especially if you go through like a rut of bad things happening. Which, by the way, happens to everybody. Where it's like, man, I can't catch a break. However, <laughs> however, this is different. Okay, this is different. This thing that she described with her poor mom had three heart attacks in a span of a week. The fact that she's misdiagnosed the first time she goes in, that's a miracle that lady's still alive. Her bad dad passes away and then six other people on her block pass away. You know what? Without knowing how many people or how many families lived on that block, still, the odds on that, got to figure about, mm, along those about getting struck by lightning, that right there is what scares me about the paranormal. And I think she's absolutely right. I think there's a very good chance that what's going on there is tied to the land. It's tied to the land. That's 
that something now has maybe not all of it were there's a good chance maybe it was one more than one <clears throat> one entity decided to leave with her maybe like she said it's not as bad as when she was there but that there's it's just too much of a coincidence that everybody gets affected like she said it wasn't only the deaths it was financial problems uh a bunch of problems people losing when you see that it's like okay well everybody's does has poor management skills for money really everybody is that's what i'm saying when you see things like that um that right there is what scares me in the paranormal because <clears throat> it takes a lot of work if you've got a house that it's the land and like she said the structure was new so but again who knows what was there before who knows what one of two things either something was there before as in maybe a cemetery maybe a small settlement long time ago or things were done there in that piece of land repeatedly and I'm going to give you for instance you'll have areas where they would have a hanging tree and this was the place people would go out there to hang the outlaws hang the whatever uh, or sometimes there's places that become dumping grounds for bodies and by this I'm not talking cemeteries I'm saying where you know maybe you had uh, it doesn't even have to be singular it couldn't it didn't have to be one bad guy you know as in as what I have no idea who's calling me but again I'm gonna say what I said in my other show how do they get my number how how do they get my number this number is only given out for my shows that's it nothing else nothing else this is strictly an something that I, 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 I still can't wrap my head around okay as to uh, how this number gets out. <laughs> I'm telling you man the pursuit of privacy is getting harder and harder but anyway getting back to what I was saying Sometimes people, be, you know, let's say you have a gang or people or just a person, or a bunch of people, and they start using, you know, you, you think of these gangland killings where they get a, a place where they say, hey, you know, we know we could dump these bodies out there and nobody's going to find them. After a while, this gets the place to become the dumping ground for whatever reason. Maybe somebody owned the property, said, sure, go out there, dispose of what you want. I'm not going to allow anybody in the property. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, behind that tree. Yeah, there's some woods there, whatever. You can do whatever you want. Why not? Everybody thinks, man, that sounds so fantastical. But it's possible. Okay? It's very possible. Sometimes, even now, even now, with all the advances that we have with God being looked at every which way from Sunday as far as being tracked, people disappear and they're never found again or heard of again. So can you can imagine in the past, people would disappear, no trace of them, if, and this is a big if, they had family 
or somebody to report and say, hey, I haven't heard from this person. Uh, we haven't heard from this person in a really long time. Then comes, if it's more modern times, comes the jurisdiction fight, which means, which police department do you report it to? Because guess what? They all want to point the finger. No, it's not in our jurisdiction. No, it's in their jurisdiction. And when you can't really say, hey, the last time I saw this person was here. Then you could call the police and they'll say, well, you know what? You might have to open this report. What was the last place that you know that this person actually lived at? Because we can't for sure say it's in our jurisdiction. That happens a lot even before. So then, it, of course, this thing gets tossed. Around. And that is, again, is if you have somebody that's placing a report or making a report. And if long, once upon a time, there's no such thing as a missing persons report. You don't think people went missing? Yeah, and sometimes they were fine and dandy and maybe on the West Coast. Or, you know, living maybe a, 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 a their lives or even with a different name. Or somewhere along the line, something happened to them. And then fast forward a hundred years. Guess what? Houses get built on it. Maybe even the developer that made them has no idea. Because when they look at they look at what's registered with the county. All they see is the transaction of deeds. Nobody's none the wiser, and but then you start having what Sam was describing. Which, by the way, she's, I hate to say, and, and, and I don't like it because the truth is, it's very challenging to live in a house where the land has a problem like that, which, by the way, sounds very dark, as in some type of non-human flavor to it. Uh, but sometimes people have an option, and if you have that option, I would tell people if you can if you can swing it move if you can't then you figure out how you're gonna fight it but fight it don't I'm not kidding you with what I was saying you don't don't try to play friends don't try to be nice don't try to make a truce because there is no truce with some of these things you will get to shorten the stick I guarantee you especially when you've got that degree of manipulation or negative blowback where people are dying or somebody else, a health crisis like her mom did. And let's, let's the thing that happened where they the car didn't start till they rolled it off the piece of land. You know how much force it takes to manipulate a piece of machinery on a metaphysical plane? A lot. That's why I'm telling you, there's something there that's not human on that land. That's a problem, a huge problem, by the way. Is it part, is it elemental? Was it something that long ago was invoked? I wasn't kidding when she was saying, well, you know, we have people under the bridge that we're doing. Maybe they chose that spot under the bridge because they realized that close by this land had something attached to it on a metaphysical plane that feeds into or works with what, what kind of magic, whatever rituals they were doing. It's not, not that they caused it. They're, they were feeding off of it. Could be coincidental, but maybe not. Sometimes, you know, uh, 
things like that and and uh let's put it this way she's moving <laughs> there was a lot of people say well you know why people sometimes they and i'm the first one that people get carried away and they <clears throat> think well this is paranormal because i saw heard or felt it they they jump too quick to that conclusion is the point i'm trying to make but there are times like i said when you've lived in a place for this length of time and here she's five years into them living at this and already it's like okay we've heard this tune before and we're not gonna wait for another 15 years to go by we're getting the heck out of dodge bye that's when you really can tell when somebody really believes and really has had sufficient evidence in different ways unfortunately bad ones to realize you know what I need to go I need to go and probably when they moved here I I'm probably and I didn't ask her but I'm probably thinking that maybe her mom her family didn't think that this thing was gonna follow them they thought that when they moved out that that was it it was gonna get left behind on that property and it didn't and now obviously they're taking that precaution of doing what they need to do to make sure that wherever they go that thing does not follow them but I'll tell you what I hope Sam takes my advice and she does not try to play friends with it you know what I mean by that is like being like oh you know no they that thing has got to go it's got to go there's no two ways about it you know especially with somebody like her mom that sounds like her health is very you know delicate I'd be like mm, nope nope there's the and that thing when she was saying about the people like forgetting their prayers what is that okay maybe one person okay mm, I don't know but three people forgetting the prayers or only you know like you know I, I remember this part or you okay what, what part do you remember what is that that's very suspicious very unusual that is not a good sign it's not it's not a good sign so I'm hoping everything turns out good for her she's a sounds like a really smart girl she's got a lot of things going for her so I urge you guys to visit her website check out her books I believe they're also uh, for sale on Amazon and guys uh, I have a lot of fantastic guests coming on you're gonna love them a lot of great uh, shows subjects and of course if you have any suggestions I'm more than willing to find if you got like I said subject or an author that you're interested in, or an expert or somebody let me know and I'll see if I can uh, get them on the show. But again, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. Take care. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by root metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network. Verizon. 
best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks.